Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ring Fanatics podcast. I am Nick, your host, and I am actually solo today. Joel couldn't make it on. So, you know, don't like missing episodes. We make sure that you guys get informed and make sure you guys have an episode of the Ring Fanatics podcast to watch every Friday afternoon. Um, as always, as I always start every episode, go ahead and subscribe to our channel, the Ring Fanatics podcast. And follow us on every single social media platform that we're on, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, um, and every single audio streaming platform that we're on, whether it's Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere that you listen to your podcast, we are on there. So give us a follow on there. Uh, give us a five-star uh, review. You know, Give us a like on YouTube if you watch this on YouTube. Uh, do whatever you can to support the Ring Fanatics channel today. Anything that you guys give us, we appreciate. Um, anyways, that out of the way. Um, as stated in the title of this episode, we're going to be couple, talking about a couple of things that happened um, this past Wednesday night on Dynamite as we're recording this. This is Thursday night, um, so we're not going live at the moment. Um, this may be a quick episode just to give a quick disclosure. Uh, we may go a little bit longer. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so what I'm talking about from this past Wednesday night, as you can read from the title of this episode, Kota Ibushi was announced as the fifth member of Team Elite for Blood and Guts next Wednesday night on Dynamite. That's also what we're going to be talking about a little bit because I'm excited for the match itself other than Ibushi making his AEW debut. Um, Ibushi is someone who a lot of AEW fans wanted to appear on AEW for quite some time now. See, I'm not someone who's familiar with Ibushi. I've heard the name. I've seen some of his matches like that afterwards, not like live, but I've seen some of his matches on YouTube, if I'm being specific here. So I've never like not that familiar. I've seen him on NXT a few times when he was a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. So I've seen him before, but wasn't too familiar with him. But his name floated around the internet and came across when I was watching AEW and all that sort. So I'm not that familiar. Just heard the name and watched a few matches here and there. Um, but I understand the hype behind Ibushi. Um, Ibushi, obviously, teaming with Omega, good friend of his, the Golden Lovers. Obviously, being part of the Golden Elite, um, you know, the history is there, so it made sense. Like I said before, AEW fans expected him to come eventually. There were talks that he probably wasn't. There was a video that I saw of Omega saying that he was trying to convince Ibushi. Um, stuff happened. Not sure. I think it was regarding his New Japan contract from what I was hearing as well. But I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad that he's there. Um, the reaction he got from the video that they played this past Wednesday night at the end um, showed how much people cared about his presence being there. Again, we don't know uh, what the deal is. It could be a one-off thing. We don't know if he's going to be officially signed yet. At the moment, no one seems to care that he's signed. People just care the fact that he's going to be there. Um, 
that's what a lot of AEW fans wanted, just to him to be a part of AEW at some point during its history. Yeah, just started. It's only been a company for about four or five years now. So he was going to make his appearance eventually. Um, Blood and Guts makes it all better. It fits perfectly in the storyline. Um, they needed one more person to bar the team. They got the right guy, someone who fits perfectly. Eddie Kingston couldn't do it. Uh, I believe he got injured, but he, or he was in Japan for a bit. Um, but either way, this Abushi uh, fits perfectly within the group to be a part of this. I'm excited. Um, again, uh, this is my first gonna be first time watching him in action, live not, not not live in person, but on my television screen as it's happening. Um, so it's cool to see him in action. Uh, part of AEW. I'm excited to see for this match in general. Um, you know, it's about time. That's all I can say about Ibushi. It's about time that he makes his appearance. Um, you know, I I hope he does sign with AEW. I kind of wish he does sign that contract and we do see a graphic on social media that says Kota Ibushi is all elite. Um, don't know if it's going to happen. He had that history with his Japan contract. Um so I don't know if he's ready to sign a new TV deal just yet, a uh, new full-time contract just yet. So um, it's really up to him if he wants to. But if it's just a one-time thing, I totally get it. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. It's, it would suck because I would want to see him more, mainly because I want to see more of him in the ring. But um, I understand either way. So whatever happens, happens. It's just cool. It makes sense. I was excited for when that uh, video package aired. I think it said in the beginning, like I believe it said, like he's coming or something like that. Um, in the beginning of it, which kind of I don't want to say gave it away, but it was like, oh shit, who is it? Um, then as it went further in, it was like, yep, it's him. They had showed like a, like a little part where it was like a, someone like airboxing in the shadow, kind of gave it away with his hair. Um, but it was cool, man. Um. I think it said he's it said he's coming. Yeah, in the beginning of the video it said he's coming. So once I said that, I was like, oh, it has to be Ibushi. They wouldn't hype it any other way if it wasn't him. Um, so then we also found out that same night that Pac was also going to be a part of the match for the team Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Takeshita. Um, that was, I didn't see that coming, to be honest. Great pick to be a part of Blackpool Combat Club um, because... That, that team for blood and guts because he has history with Omega in AEW uh, from the beginning, the, from the very beginning of AEW's history. Him and Pac went at it. Pac and Heyman went at it. Um, Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks went at it. Um, the thing is, though, because I don't know if Pac is technically still with um, Death Triangle. You know, Death Triangle is, uh, the Lucha Brothers are doing their own thing in Ring of Honor as Ring of Honor Tag Champs. I know Alex Ibrahantis is now recruiting people. It seems they're trying to do their own thing now. Because I know uh, Commander is now with Alex's group. So it seems like they're trying to go their own direction instead of sticking with Death Triangle. Although I did love Death Triangle. I will miss them. Um, it was a great run as a trio. You know, they won the trio's championships. Um, you know, Pac was former international champion. So it was a great run, put on great performances, great matches. But I think it's time. This is just my opinion. Put Pac in Blackpool Combat Club. He fits perfectly. 
in the group. He's from England. Uh, I don't think he's specifically from Blackpool, but I know he's from England, he's from the UK. So it makes sense. It makes sense. He fits their vibe. Um, like someone who just wants to beat people up. He fits perfectly in it. But the thing is, though, Blackpool Combat Club's motto was always like, oh, to get in, you got to like bleed with us, fight one of us, prove that you belong in the group. Um, I, I think he's had back and went back and forth with Moxie a few times here and there. I don't think he's bled with them. Um, I, I would assume that like during Blood and Guts, he will eventually start bleeding, kind of make that presence that Blackpool Combat Club wants him in the group after the match, uh, because he went to war with them, not specifically against them, he was with them. Even though, like I said, the motto was if you bleed in a match against us and prove to us that you're worthy, then um, then you can come into the group. But um, even though they're kind of teaming together already, it wasn't confirmed that Pac was in the Blackpool Combat Club. I do think at some point he's going to start bleeding, do something crazy to get their attention. Be like, hey, Pac, you're in our group now. You belong with us, and he will do it. Um, although I do think that the Blackpool Combat Club does need more young stars in it, I wouldn't be mad if Pac was the next member. Because Joel always said that, like, Yuta really isn't his best fit, and he doesn't really like Yuta that well. I get it. I don't hate Yuta personally, but it's like if you add another veteran presence into the group, it's going to overshadow Yuta like crazy. People are going to be like, oh, shoot, yeah, Yuta's in the group. I forgot about him. You know what I mean? All these talented veterans like Danielson, Claudio, Moxley, and Pac in the group, and it's like Yuta's just there. I understand that reasoning. I don't, like I said, I don't hate him personally, but that's going to really not be good for him in terms of like trying, he's going to have to try to outperform his other teammates. Yeah. You gave him the win, uh, the pin at uh, double or nothing in the in the Anarchy in the Arena match. Didn't really do anything for you, to be honest. You know, I forgot that he pinned Omega. Didn't make it a big deal at all. Um, it's just that, like, at some point, at some point, you're going to have to add more young stars to, you know, kind of mix it up between the veterans and the young guys. Because that was the original point of the group, is to promote, like, kind of bring up the younger guys and, help them develop and become wrestlers and fighters. Um, Yuta was cool, but you got to add more into it. I still believe that Takeshita should have been the next guy, but it seems that Don Callis is starting his own, his own, his own group called the Don Callis family. Um, we don't know yet if it's actually going to happen because I know he's trying to recruit Jericho in this group. Um, if it actually becomes a full faction, like where he becomes like his own, like, he's, I don't mean to talk all over the place. I'm just saying what's on top of my mind and just saying it out there. Um, I feel like Don Callis can become like a... I don't think this is necessarily going to become a faction. It's definitely going to feel more like a Paul Heyman type of thing where Paul Paul Heyman had his Paul Heyman guys. Kind of like that. I think it's going to be where it's a part of his family, the Don Callis family, but they're all going to be doing their own separate thing and not really, you know intertwine with one another's storylines like Takesha might do his own thing Jericho does his own thing but we see Don Callis 
accompany these people to the ring every time they go to the ring. Sometimes they'll be with each other at once, kind of like the firm. You know, before the firm broke up, the firm they had the guns do their own thing. Ethan Page does his own thing. You know, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, their own thing. So they were all doing their own stuff. I think this might be somewhat different if they add more talent, like not say more talented, but guys who people want to, you know, be behind and like they have the main event push already. It could be the bigger star there. So I could see it more like Don Callis being like a manager, not necessarily a faction to where they're all together at the same time. Just they're all doing their separate stuff. But I do think that Takesha should have been in Blackpool Combat Club. But I'm not mad at the same time that he's kind of doing his own thing. Uh, maybe eventually he'll join and the um, Don Cal's family would be, they would like combined into one and eventually become the Blackpool Combat Club with Don Cal's as the manager. Um, I feel like it fits much better with the manager. I liked when William Regal was a part of it. You know, it sucks that you have to go. I understand why you have to go, but I feel like it was much better when he, they had a manager in the group. It felt... You know, you had William Regal talking sometimes. It was either him, Mox, or Danielson talking, but it was mostly Regal. Um, but I do think Takesha should have been the right person at the next young guy in the group. But I'm not mad either if they do at, happen to out on Pack as a part of Blackpool Combat Club next. They could eventually, um, they can eventually find more younger stars to add onto the group. It was a huge miss as of right now. They don't add into Kesha, but I get what they're doing and I, and I mess with what they're doing. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, they should have had a young guy in it, but I wouldn't be mad if Puck does end up doing it. I'm kind of like on the fence in the middle of this, because how are you going to say that? Like, how are you going to say that they were trying to help the younger stars, but pretty much everyone on the team is a veteran in the group. That doesn't make sense. It's a great group. Don't get me wrong. I love the group. I love what they're doing right now. I'm a big fan of them, but it's just add more young guys. That was the point. Um, just wanted to get that out there. Uh, blood and Guts. Uh, who do I want to win Blood and Guts? That is... That is... Because you would... Who would need this? See, people would probably say that like the lead's going to win because you know why would you have Abushi come into AEW just for him to lose his first... And possibly his only match in AEW. I get how that wouldn't make sense. But Blackpool Combat Club. And I get it. They also got the win at Double or Nothing. Like I said. When Yuta pinned Omega. Um, so it, does, it would be cool if the Golden Elite just ends the story there. And gets the win. Um, and that's it. But I don't I don't think it will continue after this. Because if we want to remember from the last two Blood and Guts, this, the stories typically end at Blood and Guts. And I feel like how that's how they should be. Like, Blood and Guts is the final nail in the coffin. But the story, they don't see each other again until, like, maybe later on. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think. Um, but I, I do think the Golden Elite should take the win here. I feel like this Blood and Guts may be the best Blood and Guts so far. Like, not just, yeah, because of the people who are in it, but I can tell already that it's going to be the best match, um, the Blood and Guts match between the last three. Well, the three, including this one. Um, so, oh my God, I don't think anything in the future can top this, though. Maybe if you add, like, even in the future, you know what I mean? 
if you were to put together another blood and guts that can top this with the current AEW roster, I don't think you can top it. This is like the best blood and guts match you could put on in AEW. Um, you got the top tier guys in the company going at it against each other. You know what I mean? It sucks that Danielson had to be out of it again. Um, second year in a row that you got to miss blood and guts, but you know, at least they got packing it. You know what I mean? Um, I thought and there were also that's also the reason why I thought Pack was gonna be a part of Blackpool Combat Club because remember last year when Claudio replaced Danielson, Danielson said like here the next guy is um who's gonna replace me in the matches the new BCC member. But if you also think about it, now that I think about it, um Don Callis was the one that introduced Pack as a fifth member. So what if Pack is a part of the Don Callis family? And not BCC, you know what I mean? That could be a possibility. You know, you just have him be a part of Don Callis's crew by himself, no Lucha Bros. Um, but I do really want to see Pack in Blackpool Combat Club because we kind—I kind of want to see a new member added. I think it's about time we get a new member added to the group. Pack is the perfect fit as a veteran in the group. He fits that their lifestyle, like I said. And he, he has everything. He's a veteran. He wants to fight. He has their, he matches their energy. I don't see why not. You know? Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he wants just to get added to Don Callis's group to, to promote that, you know. Because I, I... If you think about it, besides Jericho, if you say, let's say if like Don Callis had Takeshita and Pac only, those are two guys they could have added to Blackpool Combat Club. I know they're big on factions and they want to start every f- new factions every week. I get that. Um, but Don Callis could be the, the, the manager of Blackpool Combat Club. Do they need it? No. Would it be cool? Yes. 100%. William Regal, when William Regal was there, like I said before, he did the talking, but also John Moxley and also Danielson. They all shared the mic. Kind of like what Claudio and Wheeler Yuta do right now. They don't talk that much. They do talk, obviously. We do hear a promo from them here and there. But we get more of Moxley, Danielson, Regal. Now that Regal's gone, they can add on Don Callis. They can add on Takeshita eventually. They can add on on Pac. That group right there, imagine if Pac and Takeshita get added onto the group. You know how dominant that would look? Not just on paper, but actually their presence walking to the ring. That would be a badass faction. You know what I mean? Just like that—that yeah, would be that. that I, there's no word. I can't even think of a word to say right now. That can how I feel. It's just badass. Is it? I think that's the badass is the only word I can think of that can really describe Blackpool Combat Club if Pack and Takesha get added on. But I do think that the golden the golden elite should win it again because of Blackpool Combat Club winning it at. Double or nothing, you don't want to. I mean, unless they do swerve us and do have Blackpool Combat Club take the win again. But if you're gonna want to have a Bushi come in, if he's doing a one-off thing, doesn't make sense to give him a loss. Um, so I do, I do think that the the Golden Lovers do deserve uh this win here. Um, I want to see more of a Bushi. I hope in AEW. Um. Again, I don't know if he's going to sign a contract. We're going to have to wait and see till after Dynamite if he gets that All Elite graphic. But I just want to see more Ibushi. You know what I mean? 
Um, I wasn't a big New Japan guy when he was there. I was only a WWE guy for years until AEW came came along, and I started watching both. So, again, I, I only knew Ibushi because he was teaming with Omega, and that's it. I I barely watched any matches of him. Um, I want to see more. That's why if he does sign, that would be amazing for me because I get to see more Ibushi on my TV every week. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to see more Ibushi. I've seen a few handful of matches on YouTube, like I said before. Um, so if anyone's listening to this part and want to recommend me some Ibushi matches from YouTube, that would want to see me like that you would prefer me to watch uh comment that below i'll definitely give those a watch um because i want to see more ibushi i just want to see him you know i could I, I can obviously type in ibushi matches myself on youtube but i want to know specific matches so that way i can go back and be like hey this is his best match i want to see this against this person and this company i know he had a match against cedric alexander in the cruiserweight classic saw that already i was watching that as it happened so that was a great match. I believe that was the match that Cedric signed right after where Triple H came out and gave him a contract. Um, I believe that was it, but I remember that was my introduction to Kota Ibushi was the Cruiserweight Classic. And then at that time, he was like, had like a brief run in NXT. But yeah, if you're listening to this part and you want to recommend me some Kota Ibushi matches, comment those matches down below. Um, I'll give those a watch at some point. Uh, I definitely want to see more of him. I just don't know which matches to watch, though. That's the thing. Um, uh, so what else happened on Dynamite? Nick Wayne made his debut. Pretty good debut. Uh, you know, they gave, him, they gave him the main event match. You know, technically the closing of the show was the announcement of both members of both teams in, in, in Blood and Guts. But technically they were the main event match, which is pretty cool. It gave him a big feel to it. They made... The hype around Nick Wayne, they presented very, very well. Perfect. Um, they gave, Like I said, they gave him the main event spot match. So they obviously made it a big deal. Um, they added some video packages during the, during the night before he actually had his match. So it really, I think that gave more insight to who he was for those who never heard of Nick Wayne. Um, I've heard of Nick Wayne. I know he was part of GCW. I saw a match of him here and there. So I was familiar of him. So I was glad that he was able to make his debut last night on AEW. Uh, he's, he's still young. He's only 18, just turned 18. So did he need the win? Would have been cool. But again, he's young. Doesn't have to win, go on like a 20 match winning streak, although it would be cool. He, he could take a loss right now. He'll eventually find his footing in AEW. Definitely get there. He's only 18. We don't have to worry about him being buried or like uh, getting lost in the shuffle. He'll find some place in the roster and, and eventually get big at some point. Um, I know him and Jordan Oliver were teaming as East West Express on GCW and in the Indies for quite some time before he signed uh, with AEW. So... I kind of hope at some point Jordan Oliver makes his debut in AEW. I know he said once in an interview recently that I saw on social media that he will eventually make his way to AEW. Don't quote me on that. I, I saw it recently, like not yet recently, recently, but like yesterday or something. So I can't remember exactly what he said word for word. Um, but I know he said that like eventually he'll make his way and let Nick Wayne do his thing. Uh, pretty much what he said. Um, 
And I agree with that. Like, I would let Nick Wayne do his thing, um, go solo for a little bit. Um, eventually, he'll make his way to AEW, reunite with Nick Wayne, and they'll become a great tag team in AEW, or a great young tag team. You know, um, Nick's, Nick Wayne got has to learn. He's his first television match. I don't think Jordan Oliver has made a TV debut yet. So, but I would have Nick Wayne go solo, have him learn the TV wrestling. Um, he'll eventually have a great run by himself. Then if they want to reunite the tag team, let them reunite the tag team at some point. But I thought the match was great. Everyone was into the match with Swerve and Nick Wayne uh, last night. So it pretty much showed you how much like the fans are into him. You know, that was a quick glimpse of Nick Wayne um, for those who have not seen him yet. And I'm glad everyone was behind him. People were giving him the This Is Awesome chance, which was pretty cool. Um, so we all knew who he was. And like I said, got, got a quick glimpse of who he was and what he has to offer to the company. So I'm glad that he was able to to provide that. And I'm glad he got like some type of chant because now I'm excited for him. Um, now I'm excited what he can offer and what's I'm excited what's next for him. You know what I mean? Whether we, um, whether it's against Swerve again, teaming with Darby, or doing something along that line, I, it, it, I'm I'm excited for him. Um, so yeah, that match was pretty fun too. It was back and forth. There were times where I thought Nick Wayne was gonna win. Um, it, it was very good with that. Uh, towards the end, it looked like he got hurt. I know he was probably just selling a move, and he's probably all, all right. They would have announced an injury by now, so. I know he's not injured, but I thought he landed on his like his on his arm. He was selling it very well. Um, to where I thought like, oh shoot, he may be injured. Uh, which would have sucked, but um I'm glad he's alright. And I'm glad he was able to go through with it. Um but it's you know, it was a great match overall. Uh, you know, I think he had history with, with Swerve. I can't remember what promotion they had their match in that kind of promoted this one. Um but they have the chemistry there. Uh, you know, you put him against someone that Nick Wayne was probably able to trust and had that chemistry with. Um, you know, if he does team with Darby and Sting, good for him. You know, Darby, you know, and Nick Wayne grew up. I think, I don't remember the exact history with them too, but I know they kind of know each other very well. So, um, I know... If you team them together with Sting, I think he'll be all right. He'll get a lot of TV time, a lot of ex- more exposure, a lot of great matches against big competitors. He'll learn from Sting and Darby Allen, so he'll he'll have a lot of help. He'll be all right. As someone who's 18 years old, just getting started on television, I know he's been wrestling for a while, so the wrestling part will be fine. But the television wrestling, much different from what he was doing outside. So. Uh, the more exposure he gets, the more veteran presence he gets. He'll be all right in in AEW, so he'll nowhere away from there. He can lose at the next five matches. He will be okay. Um, also on Dynamite was the MJF and Adam Cole segment. It was something that I absolutely love. Let me tell you something about MJF and Adam Cole. At first, when this few this this uh, storyline first started, I didn't like it. Uh, but this whole, specifically the part when they did the whole blind eliminator tournament, not the actual storyline itself, if that makes sense. Because I love the fact that they're feuding with each other or going to continue to feud after. 
But when they got announced as tag partners um, for the Blind Eliminator Tournament, I was like, nah, not a fan. Don't like this already. But then the more they had these segments together every week on Dynamite, the more I started to, to like this duo. I'm like, I want more of this. I want more of this. I want more MJF and Adam Cole. You know, they seem to be the favorites to win the tournament. Um, and I hope they do win the tournament. But I don't think they're winning the tag time, the tag team titles. Because I, I feel like at some point, whether it's the, the finals of the tournament or the actually that tag team title match itself, MJF is definitely going to turn on Adam Cole. Um, you may think that they're getting along now. You know, Adam Cole is now starting to trust MJF. Um, everyone's loving the segment every week between them two, whether it was a pre-recorded segment or in the ring. But, you know, it's MJF. You know what I mean? He he tries to get into your head. Um, and he has some sneaky way to get out of things. So he's going to eventually turn on MJ, on, on Adam Cole. Because if I also was thinking about it. Let's say if they do end up winning the tag titles from FTR. Unlikely to begin with, whether they were feuding or not. Um, it wouldn't make sense to have them win the tag titles. Then probably lose it shortly after. If they're going to feud for all in at Wembley. Because that seems to be the match right there, right? MJF versus Adam Cole at All In at Wembley has to be it. So, you know, they're not gonna, it would make sense to get into the tag titles for only this to feud with each other and probably relinquish it at loser at some point, then go back to feuding one on one for All In. That wouldn't make sense. Um, so keep the tag titles on FTR. Um, have MJF screw Adam Cole over during the match. He's trying MJF. That's what MJF is doing. He's trying to gain Adam Cole's trust. You know, then all of a sudden turn on him when the time is right, and that time is the time is going to be at the tag team title match on on July 29th. I believe they said it was on Collision. Um, watch. I'm predicting it right now. MJF is going to turn on Adam Cole during that tag team title match. He's going to win the tournament. I believe they're facing off against Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara which is a great matchup because I'm a huge fan of both Sammy Guevara and Danny Garcia because I would want them to win the tournament too. Like I also wanted them to win it because that duo together, um, also perfect pairing. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but MJF with this storyline with Adam Cole is trying to make you convinced that they're going to work together. And they're going to win the tag titles. Because everyone loves it. I do too. I'm a big fan of this. But there's going to be a point. I'm saying this right now. I said this multiple times already. That when it comes to the time when MGF and Adam Cole face FTR for the tag titles on July 29th at Collision. We're going to see an MGF turn. I know it's going to be. It's going to suck saying it right now. Y'all not going to believe me. Y'all probably don't want to believe it. But I have a feeling that he's going to turn on him. And it's gonna suck because this is gonna this is gonna be the match for all in MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship, and it wouldn't make sense at all to give them the tag team titles and hold and hold it till the to all in. Would it be cool? I guess if they held the tag titles together and also still feuding, but why hold the tag titles when they can have FTR walk in as champions and face someone and have their own match? I don't know. Um, maybe they'll do something to where 
they wouldn't enter all in as tag champions, have their rematch against FTR. That's when MJF turns. That MJF and Adam Cole lose the tag titles to FTR, then have their match for All Out the week after. You know, although that match does seem like an All In type of match, if you're trying to sell out, we Wembley's most likely sell out, um, sold out already. But you know what I mean? That feels more of an All In type of match. So I, I'm going to go with my first option there and have MJF turn on Adam Cole on July 29th, setting up that match for All In. Because it's a month and a half away as I'm recording this. So they're going to have to... I feel like they're doing this whole blind eliminator tournament in the storyline with them teaming up together um, to kind of hold the storyline a little bit. Because if you have this storyline with them going back and forth week in, week out on the mic for a couple of weeks, um, it's going to get boring a little bit. You know, like, I wouldn't mind that going back and forth. You know what I mean? I like them both on the mic. They can go. I can hear them talk for hours going at it. I'm in a promo battle, but there's going to be a certain point where you're going to get tired of that and be like, nah, I don't want to see this anymore. Just, you know what I mean? Excuse me. But, um, so I, it, this makes sense to add this entertainment part of the feud in. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of it. It's, it seems like it's getting everyone involved. Everyone loves it. Um, it's hilarious. It's entertaining. Uh, we get to see the bond of them two together. You know, you know, MGF doing Adam Cole's pose and everything. It seems really fun. The duo is great together. But the, the heel turn is coming. It's MGF. If you don't know MGF by now, you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just he's going to turn on Adam Cole to hit up the match fall. And, you know, that's going to happen. If it doesn't, then I guess I don't know MGF well. <laughs> But um, I think he I think he will turn uh, during that title match when they win the tournament. But like I said, in terms of Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara, you know it seems like they're kind of drifting away from JAS. It seems like JAS is kind of splitting up. We saw that segment with Jake Hager saying and talking to Jericho backstage. He gave him his purple hat. Now he likes that hat. He likes that hat. The fact that he gave it up. You know, like, it seems like they're teasing the, the disbanding of, you know, JAS. Matt Menard and, and I believe his name is Daddy Magic. That tag team seems to be doing their own thing right now. We haven't seen them in a while being paired with Danny Garcia. I mean, I think that a week or two ago that he did, they were together. But, like, they, we haven't seen JAS as a full unit together at the same time in a while. So I feel like that that, that turn is going to come soon. Um, eventually we're going to see all of them together, like separately. Um, I think this is how Dan Garcia and Sammy Guevara get away from Jericho. Like, um, you know, if they win the tournament, right? If they win the tournament and they go on to face FTR, um, we also see some type of storyline to where like, I know it's probably not going to happen. MGF and Adam Cole are probably going to win it. Let's say if they do. Um, I can definitely see Jericho turning on them and costing them the match. And then that's going to lead up into a feud where it's going to be Sammy or Danny Garcia versus Chris Jericho. And then maybe during the tournament finals against MJF and Adam Cole, maybe we see Jericho come out, try to help them, but he ends up costing them the match, leading that, you know, the reveal of Jericho joining Don Callis and his crew. 
the Don Callis family. Um, that's how we see it there. Um, but again, I love that they're teaming. Great pairing. Um, I hope they turn babyface because I think people will love them together as a tag team too. I wouldn't see it not as much as, you know, Adam Cole and MGF, but people will love them. They're a great duo. Um, even though Danny Garcia seems to be more of a uh, of a heel, he fits more of a heel, the heel role. So I think it makes sense if he stayed a heel, but they fit well together. They fit well. We saw it on Dynamite last time. They fit well. Uh, they know each other well. They have great chemistry in the ring. Um, so I, I wouldn't be mad if they stayed a tag team. You know, keep them together. Maybe not. They have to go their own separate ways. Uh, but I feel like this is going to tie in this whole storyline of them two in the finals. It's probably going to tie into a way where Jericho is going to cost them the match. Um, and I can't wait for that to happen. You know, Jer- um, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, they deserve to be on their own, um, killing it, whatever they do. I I kind of missed Sammy's soul, soul run when, like, in between the phase of, uh, like when Inner Circle first disbanded till before JAS, when he had the TNT Championship runs, that's my favorite time of Sammy Guevara. Um, I hope Daniel Garcia has that type of run when he splits up. You know, when he had the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, he was still with JAS doing things with Jericho. But Daniel Garcia also needs that type of run. Give him a solo run by himself. People will get behind him. Uh, people are already behind him when he does that dance. So, um. If you continue to push that with him, give him a great solo run. Maybe have him beat Orange Cassidy for the international championship. Um, you know, give him a great solo run. You know, the international championship seems to be more prestige right now than the TNT championship. I hate, I absolutely hate how they treat the TNT championship right now. Like I said, the international championship seems to be have more hold more prestige to it even though there's only been two champions to it more than the tnt championship right now so if danny garcia wins um the tnt the international championship um that would be great for his career you know people are expecting a lot of bigger names like andrade miro jay white to beat orange cassidy but i wouldn't mind if danny garcia got it too um that'd be great in his career um yeah so uh, those are the big parts of AEW um, that I wanted to talk about. You know, Abushi being announced, Blood and Guts, talked a little bit about Blood and Guts, and, you know, some big parts of AEW Dynamite this week. Um, so, yeah, my for, so my final prediction for Blood and Guts it has to be the Elite taking the victory here. Um, it, it wouldn't make, like I said, I, it wouldn't make sense to have Blackpool Combat Club to win again. I think if Abushi's coming here, if it's a one-off type thing, it wouldn't make sense to give him a loss. So if I were AEW, give the Golden Elite the win here. I'm pretty sure Blackpool Combat Club will be just fine if they take this loss. So you can give um the Golden Lovers the win. Would I be mad if they um upset if if Abushi doesn't sign full time? No. I understand. You know, he had some contract issues with New Japan. Uh, probably won't go into full detail on that because I'm, I don't have all the info on that. Um, but yeah, give the Golden Elite the win. Maybe we'll see. Um, hopefully we can see uh, Edabushi more on TV. Who knows? We just got to wait and find out. Um, before we end this episode, 
Uh, like I said, it was probably going to be short because uh, it's just me today. Um, before we get uh, wrapped up here, uh, the Ring Fanatics, us, um, myself, Joel, are sponsoring uh, both Jordy Lee and the tag team of Notorious Mimi and Gabby Ortiz for this Saturday's CCW um, event, tag team tournament event that's happening this Saturday, July 15th. Um, the tickets to the show uh, will be in the description before I even get further into that. Uh, here's a quick video that was sent to me by CCW for the event. CCW up against the ropes, finna put you in the choke. Your career up in smoke, got you looking like a joke. So yeah, that was uh, thank you CCW for sending us that. Um, like I said, uh, the show is this Saturday. You can find, uh, as you saw in the video, if you're watching on YouTube, the tickets on TicketLeap.com. You can also check the description of this YouTube video uh, to get the tickets if you wanted to attend. It's in New Jersey. If you want to watch it live Saturday night, if you can't actually make it to the event, you can watch the event live on Title Match Network. Uh, you can. It's only ten dollars a month. So you can go ahead, subscribe to that, and watch the 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 full show there. It starts at 6 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. So you go ahead and watch it there. Also, last thing before we go, before I go, uh, I should say, um, we did uh, promote on social on social media, excuse me, that there was going to be a giveaway since we hit 800 followers on Instagram, and we were giving away a $50 uh, gift card. For awshop.com. Um, so there were three entrants. Uh, not a lot. But there were three entrants. I'm going to spin this wheel right here as I'm sharing my screen. Um, and we will decide a winner who will be winning the $50 awshop.com uh, gift card. And the winner of the gift card will be Chris Moreno. Our good friend Chris Moreno. You're the winner of the $50 AEW shop gift card. Uh, DM us on Instagram. We'll get you the $50 gift card uh, sent to you so that way you can get stuff from the awshop.com. Again, thank you all for joining. Uh, just me today, uh, you know, doing my solo episode. As I talked a little bit about AEW from this past week, a little bit of Ibushi, a little bit of blood and guts. Wasn't going to go too much into it. Um, but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed. This is Nick. Episode number 125 of the Ring Fanatics podcast. And we will see you guys next episode. Catch up.